Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the one and only Charlie Brown. And once again, it's time to go around the town with, with me. And uh, once again, I have uh, my co-pilot. You haven't heard this co-pilot in, in quite some time. I'm not doing this one alone. Thank God, because sometimes it's weird talking to yourself and then talking back and then answering yourself. It's weird. Anywho, co-pilot, go ahead and introduce yourself. <clears throat> now, Karsten. Why would you bring me to this podcast? Morgan Freeman? It is I, God himself, Morgan Freeman. Oh my God. My podcast moved up. I got Morgan freaking Freeman. Carl Carson, you know I'm Gilbert Gottfried. I would never get Morgan Freeman on the shelf. Oh, wow, that, that hurt. Jeez. <laughs> Jeez. I tried, to, I tried to go there. Couldn't quite do it. Hey, guys, what's up? You know, it's me, D-Ty, or whatever name I always give you guys. You know, I'm schizophrenic. What can I say? Name always changes. That's, that's how you're going to... All right. <clears throat> On that note, today we're, we're going to discuss the movie... <clears throat> Let me make sure I got this right. Um, <clears throat> Not Batman, but The Batman. Yeah, that's the reason why I said what I said about being schizophrenic. Because isn't that what Batman is? He's schizophrenic. He has a, a personality named Bruce Wayne. But we all know that the Batman is the real personality, right? Well, it appears that way after seeing this movie. Oh, spoiler alert, just in case. We don't know where we're going to go. There might be some spoilers in there. So, just in case. Just in case. <clears throat> so, first off, how did you... All right, all right, so... You know how my ranking systems go, everyone out there. You got high pass, low pass, okay, high fail, and low fail, okay? Well, low fail and high fail. Uh, me, personally, I gave it a pass. You know, I would you know, I would, I would recommend it to people, you know, to go check it out um, in the theater and stuff like that. Not, well, slow it down, though. I don't want, I don't want everybody to go see it because I don't want it to be Spider-Man. So, I'm kind of biased on that. <laughs> but 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 you you uh, brother David brother D how did you feel about the movie? Um, I give it a I give it a pass. Okay. I would recommend it to people. I would recommend them go and see it in theater. But I will also recommend uh, if, if theater still isn't their thing, to just wait until April to uh, watch it when it does come out onto HBO Max. So anyway it goes, I recommend it. All right. Well, let's actually, you know, let's just forget it. Let's just jump into it. If spoilers happen, they happen. You know, so you go ahead and give me your thoughts so far on The Batman. (sighs) Thank God this was not an introductory movie. I am so tired of backstories. I don't want backstories anymore. I think that's the reason why I liked uh, Spider-Man, the first uh, new Spider-Man movie, is because he was already established as Spider-Man. We didn't have to see him get bit by the spider. You know, we didn't have to see Uncle Ben die for the tenth time. You know, it, it, it felt good just seeing Batman already Batman, and 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 I like the fact that we get within the first five years of Batman, well, technically the first three years of Batman, because it seems like in his journal, he's on year two of being Batman. For me, that was always my favorite version of Batman, because he was hardcore, but still learning his values at the same time, so he was actually really scary at this point. Not saying that future Batman isn't scary, because he still put the fear of God into people's hearts, but the early Batman made you piss, poop, and have the fear of God in your soul. Oh, okay, yeah, I totally agree with you on that. Like with the simple fact, because the one of the things that I liked about this movie is how they mentioned how, you know, he kept saying saying that he was vengeance or he was a shadow or he is the shadow, and mm-hmm. that, and and in this movie the criminals were afraid of the shadows they were afraid of the darkness like is he over there is he lurking because we don't know if he's going to come out and when he did come out of the shadows it wasn't like he was running out of them he was slowly plotting like this each step you heard that boom 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 and walking towards them like like what, what was his boots made out of 
I don't know. They were made out of fear themselves, okay? Literally. <laughs> you knew when he ran, you would hear the do 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 Yes, like it, it it incites fear in you when you hear him coming. That's that I, I really loved how he was in this movie. So before we get into like actual story or anything, let's talk about acting. So mm-hmm. You know, I'll go first on this one. Okay. One of the highlights of this movie is my man, the Penguin. Colin Farrell. If you ever had anything negative to say about Colin Farrell about his acting ability, throw it out the window. That man, <laughs> that man, <laughs> you could not, he was unrecognizable as the Penguin. But you know That ties in with who some of my favorite people When it comes to movies are Give it up for the FX team And those guys in wardrobe Like, There you go, there you go Give them up, give it up like you, you, you have to Those, they, those guys and girls they, they put in the work When it comes to this They really did make Colin Farrell recognizable And then not only that, again Like you were saying, his acting skills You know, normally when you see people in prosthetics like that. You can still hear them when they speak. No. I, I, if I had no idea who Colin Farrell was and watched that, or I knew who he was only by his voice, I would not be able to tell you that that was Colin Farrell. Right. Let's move I, on. I, I mean, we can talk about Colin Farrell for the rest of this show if you wanted to. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, he... The voice, his mannerisms, the the way he interacted with people as the as the character, like 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 at first when I saw his name, I'm like, man, I'm like, how is he gonna play the penguin? Like how much weight he put on? But then you yeah. see it, you just like, oh, they did they did such an amazing job. And he did an amazing job too. Like th- that this that the one scene alone, I know you, you know what scene I'm talking about. Where he's in the car and they show in the trailer all the time where he's like, I got you. I got yeah. you. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh-huh. And even like even with the idea of like how how you said before like people were afraid of Batman. Yeah. Like he he still had that kind of uh people still had like a little machismo to him to where he wasn't like it didn't seem like he was like really afraid of the Batman, you know? Yeah. Because they they haven't quite seen what he can do yet. Right. Cuz that interaction that they had that that Batman he has a, a whole conversation with the penguin and the interaction between the two of them is really good. As a matter of fact, I think at that moment I I started to like Robert Patterson as Batman in that moment. Because in that moment, not only was he having that conversation, you could see the conversation between the penguin and the Batman, but at the same time the Batman's actually looking around, observing the room and looking for clues and stuff like that too, at the same time. So it shows like Batman a detective. And at the same time, it shows the interaction between those two characters. Yeah. So I'm like, they did a good job with that scene. Honestly, I have to say that, um, and I'm pretty sure that people would get pissed at me. Hold on, wait, let me lock, my door. S- let me lock my door. Hold on. Okay. Right. <laughs> um, we haven't seen a good detective Batman since Val Kimmer. You got a point. Like, well, I shouldn't say that because also George Clooney was uh, a detective in his movies as well. Uh, how Ooh, he, just, he? He, he to a certain degree because you know he did his research. You know, being in the Batcave, he was doing his research on Freeze. He was um, putting two to two together about the McGregor syndrome and everything. Um, I mean, but still, he wasn't as much as a, uh, a detective than what Val Kimmer was. You know, all the other Batmans just showed up pretty much on the scene or, you know, um, uh, we got to go to my least favorite one was Christian Bale. I-, I feel like he was the worst Batman out of all of them uh, when it comes to the detective side because he didn't do anything, you know? That's true. That's running around something. I started saying that Batman wasn't a detective 
I'm like, what? What is he? Act, what is? What was he detecting in those three movies? Yeah, he 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 really didn't. Now we got to see Batlatch do it a little bit because he was able to find all the Justice League members based off of videos and him doing the research. The way the flash drive it. that was given to him. <laughs> oh no, no! Remember when he went to Lex Luthor's party? Yeah. Yeah, and he was uh, doing detective work then. Oh, you mean stealing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's go with that. <laughs> but no, uh, getting back to uh, Robert Patterson, um, I it's been a long time since I just seen him as the guy from the vampire movie. He was never just that from me because he actually played in a lot of good movies and he actually was transformative in his movies. Cedric Diggory in Harry Potter. He was nothing like Edward. Okay, but that came before Twilight. Yeah, I'm, I'm, but I'm just saying it's like starting with range. We had him Cedric Diggory. Yeah, we had Twilight. And then what did we have? After? I mean, have you seen him in Tintin? Which one? Tenet. Oh, he was the best thing about Tenet. I'm not going to yeah. lie to you. Tenet, yeah. I, I hated Tenet, but he was great in Tenet. But he was great in it, yeah. His, again, he has range when it comes to acting. So, them saying that he was going to be playing Batman, I just, for me, I didn't have a problem with it. It's just, I needed to know where he was playing Batman. Him being at the beginning of the timeline, that can make sense for me. But him being an established Batman, like, Five ten years, I ain't really see that. Okay, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm, I'm a man. Okay, I'm a, I'm a real man. I'm and and I I'm, real man can tell you when they were wrong, and I was wrong. Cause when I saw Twilight, I was I was uh I was rooting for uh, uh what's his name Jacob. Jacob. Uh huh. Okay, so then I realized after watching Jacob's movie history, and what caused me to do that is I watched a movie called The Lighthouse with uh, uh Willem Dafoe. And Robert no, no, Pattinson, no, no, and I was no, like, no. "Man, this is great!" So then I yeah. went back and I watched. Yeah. It. I ended up watching the movie. Um, I watched some of uh, Jacob's movies, and I realized, why do I think he can act? Taylor Lockyer. He can't act. No, he. Uh, don't talk about Shark Boy. We gonna leave Shark Boy out of this, okay? Oh, that movie. Uh, what's called uh, Abandoned or whatever. Yeah. Oh. And then there was another movie called Tracers, where he was like a parkour dude. And I was yeah, like, I do. I'm like this. It, like that parkour movie was like a rip off of like Fast and Furious. If if they oh, would have had Vin Diesel in that movie, it would have been another Fast and Furious movie. Yeah, <laughs> no, he hasn't had a great track record. But Patterson, on the other hand, I'm uh, kudos to him. He did really good for me. And then, um, you know, moving over from the Batman side of him, him being Bruce Wayne. I liked his Bruce Wayne because he was the tormented I am vengeance Bruce Wayne. He wasn't the playboy philanthropist. He wasn't Bruce Wayne and every every iteration of him never started off as just the playboy philanthropist. Right. But that's, one, that's but, one thing I didn't like about the movie though was the interactions between him and, and uh, Alfred. Yeah. It's been 20 years since his parents died. I thought that, that that the way he was acting towards Alfred was a bit much, you know? Like, he seemed like a moody teenager to me in certain scenes until after what happened to Alfred. And then I was like, okay, well, now, see, now this seems more where I think he should be. But that was just how I felt. How I felt about it is that we remember at the very, uh, the, a little bit of spoilers, guys. At the beginning, he's writing in the journal. Yeah. And he's talking about how things have become difficult for him because he's the Batman. He's been the Batman so long that that's all he can think of and he's consumed with it. I, I have a feeling that Alfred being Alfred probably have the conversation with him like we've seen Alfred have with him a lot. Hey, you shouldn't do this 24-7. Hey, you need to do this. Hey, you need to do that. Him being in the Batman mindset, I can see him being distant from Alfred. And then not only that, we know that for a little bit of time in Bruce's life, he was 
sent off to a boarding school for a little bit of time. That didn't work out. He got kicked out a lot. So you need for me, you needed to have that catalyst that made him realize that Alfred is all he can rely on. But because he was stuck in Batman mode so much, and he's always out there by himself and everything, I, I sort of understand the distance between him and Alfred. And we all know that Batman doesn't like to have close ties to people because he's the Batman, and he knows that if they find out who he is, that his family will get hurt. Right. So he's more fearful of losing people as opposed to losing himself. Right. Himself, yeah. So I can see him being emotionally distant from Alfred. I can see that. But it's, it's, I don't know, maybe it was just the way the scene was cut. I don't know. Yeah. It was only two scenes that I felt like that. No, one. It was just one scene I felt like that. But then when he came back and he was talking to Alfred and Alfred was trying to figure stuff out and was talking to him about it, it seemed like, okay, well, this is where I think he should be. Yeah. No, I totally get that. Oh, then um, you got Catwoman. Sorry, Kravitz. She was the delightful. body of her mother, but the sex appeal of her father and her mother. <laughs> wait, wait, which which father? <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me do that again. The sex, I mean, the body of her mother and the sex appeal of her father, stepfather, and mother. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> that's like, that's like a jumble of sexual energy just bouncing around. It, it, it really is. You got that Lenny Kravitz cool, like, mysterious sexual energy. And then you have the Jason Momoa in your face. I'm sexy as hell and gonna smile about it in your face. And then <sighs> her mother. Jason Momoa walking in the room like, oh man, look, it's a rock wall over there. No, you can't do that today. Okay. Uh, oh, look, I can throw axes. No, you can't. do. Just sit down. What you doing? Oh, I'm drinking beer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> But man, like, all right, so here's my question. So mm-hmm. we've gotten, because when we were walking to the movie theater and we were talking about like Eartha Kid and stuff like that. And, yeah. Um, so we've had, to this point, this is our fourth, fifth Catwoman? Our fifth, no. Right? No. Okay, wait. So Eartha Kid, uh, Michelle, um, uh, what's her face? Uh, the one that played her in, in the, uh, the the trilogy. What trilogy? She was only in one movie. No, I mean she played her in, in that the third movie in the trilogy, the Batman trilogy. <laughs> Anne um, Hathaway. Anne Hathaway. So, I saw Kit, Michelle, Hathaway, uh, Holly Berry, and, and Zoe. So that's five, right? No, no, no. All right, go ahead. <laughs> what, uh... Are we just sticking to movies? Are we doing movies and television? Are we doing movies, television, and animated series? Not animated series, just movies. Uh, just movies? Only movies. Only movies. Wait, what? Only movies? Who on TV? If it was... Oh, huh? You talking about the one from uh, Gotham? You said what? The girl who played her in Gotham. Well, that's TV because Eartha Kent is also well. She's technically TV slash movie, right? right? No, she was in a series. She was in a series, of, and she was in a movie. Movie, okay. So if we're only doing movies, then uh, hmm. Lee Merriweather was she just the television, or was she in a movie? I think, I think the movie. I mean, no television. There was television, right? Was she just because what was it, Julia and then Lee and then Eartha? Oh man, I can't remember. So now you okay. see that. All right, well, all right. So in, if in we're just gonna then, do based off of movies, uh, you have Eartha Kid, you have uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, uh-huh. then you have uh, Holly Berry and Hathaway, and now Zoe Kravitz. Okay, but before, before I ask you this question, I'm gonna get this out of the way and say this I did not like Anne Hathaway 
as Catwoman. And I did not like Holly Berry as Catwoman. Mainly because of the movie. I think Holly Berry could have done a better job as Catwoman if she was in an actual DC, you know, connected to Batman Catwoman <laughs> movie. If, if the script the script wasn't that good for Catwoman. And and, and, and the CG Holly Berry, she had the body. Right, but they CG like they had they CG yeah. her and they had a uh, a stunt double. So you don't know if it was her or the stunt double or the CG. Yeah, yeah. And the stuff they had her doing in that movie was really freaking goofy. Yeah. Alright, so with that being said, knocking those... So, who do you think... Where do you think she places as Catwoman? Her and Michelle Pfeiffer are tied for my favorite. Okay. But again, Eartha Kitt, she, for me, she, and it was something about her is that even with uh, Adam West's Batman, I have them on their own separate thing. Like, I never include them in these things because their charm and everything is something totally different. Right. I, I can watch them any day and, you know, I don't look use a microscope for those guys because it was just something about theirs that's just like, no, you're free from critique. <laughs> you guys, in, right? <laughs> you, you two, you guys just sit on the couch. I'm gonna get into these guys here. Um, and Hathaway's, she didn't feel right for me. Um, and not, again, not saying that it's her fault. It's just I, I really didn't like. I, I, I'm not a real big fan of Nolan's story. Actually, I, I, I wholeheartedly have never seen all the Batman begins. I've fallen asleep every at the very beginning of the movie and I always wake up when he's fighting Scarecrow on the train. Um no, no, no he didn't fight uh, Scarecrow on the train. No, yeah, that was Raja Ghoul. I'm sorry. <laughs> See, yeah, so you really didn't like it. <laughs> yeah. Um and then of course going back and watching the second movie in the series it was just Heath, Lever, uh, Heath Ledger's performance. I, I, I did not care at all for Maggie Gyllenhaal. <sighs> well, see, I, see I, I can't understand where you're coming from with that because if you watch that movie, every Heath Ledger's performance in that movie was so good, it kind of like overshadowed everything else Shadow, in the movie. Yeah. But yeah. Aaron, Aaron uh, Earhart. Who played yeah. uh, oh, no. Two Face? Loved him as Two Face. That's what I'm saying. There was other there was other people in there that I love with their performances and stuff like that, but they kind of got overshadowed. By... Gary Oldman as uh, as um, Commissioner Gordon. Yeah. I love him. That third Batman movie though, I that was trash. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was trash. Other than the cool oh, stuff with Bane, do not talk about my movie. Dude, when Bane first showed up earlier in the movie, I was like, oh, this is good. And then later on, I was like, nah, y'all y'all did what I knew y'all were, were going to do to Bane, where you kind of made him a, a, a patsy. You made him the, the fallout guy, you know? He wasn't yeah. the actual villain. I'm like, come on, man. Yeah. No, I... I hate just... how they treat Bane like that. Look, I hate how they treat Tally Al Ghul. I hate how they treat the Al Ghul family. I know, right? I'm so mad that they, that they did it that way. I was like, come on, you gotta be kidding me. And I don't even want to talk about that ending scene. <laughs> no, yeah, that that, uh, that whole trilogy was like the worst to me. And then I'm like, dude, we couldn't get a Robin movie? Nope, we couldn't get a Robin movie. Who cares about Robin, apparently? Justin Gover, uh, Mr. Levitt did all of that work just for nothing. But you know what? I'm gonna say this too before we move on to the next thing I wanted to ask you about. Uh, mm -hmm. There's a scene in um, uh, the Batman, right, where uh, yeah. where Bruce Wayne has he he would do this thing where he would kind of like like take his suit off and then like get on his motorcycle or whatever, and he would have he, you know he had his little his bangs down or whatever for his hair and stuff like that, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And when he was on that motorcycle, right before he put his helmet on, in my brain, all I can see was Robin. Riding a motorcycle. Yeah. That's all I can see. So I know they can do a Robin movie. I know we can yeah. get Robin. Yeah, they can most certainly do a Robin movie. They just uh Please. they just probably won't. Please. No time soon. Please. 
Because, honestly, I, I think they need to uh, actually give Team Titans actual love. Dude, that's my, that was one of my problems with the Teen Titans series. It seemed like it's not a Teen Titans series. It seemed like Robin... It's like it seemed like it's Robin and a Teen Titans. You mean uh, you mean Nightwing and Nightwing the Teen Titans? And the Teen Titans. You know we're gonna pull a David Ruffin and the Temptations here. It's Nightwing, right? And the Teen Titans. And uh, what's those other guys? What's they? What's their names? The the, the black uh, girl who's supposed to be uh, Starfire. What's her name? What's her name? Oh, uh. Where's Raven at? She disappeared again. Good. We don't need her. <laughs> All I, right. This, so yeah. my next question is going to the actual villain of the movie, which everybody at this point knows, the Riddler. How'd you like his 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 storyline, uh, his 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 look compared to like how you know how he looked before, his motives. You know, what did you feel about the the villain, the Riddler? His uh, version of it, I have to give the kudos because I feel like every other version of him. Uh, well, Jim Carrey's. I loved his portrayal as the Riddler, but his plot wasn't nefarious enough for me. Uh, that's true. He, I, I like, he seemed kind of over the top to me as the Riddler. Yeah. Then again, Tommy Lee Jones felt over the top as Two Face. But those movies were meant to be over the top. They were supposed to be campy like that. I, I get those, but it's just. The stakes in this felt like he was really playing a game with the Riddler. Because the Riddler stuff was never, like, whatever he did, it was nothing to play to play about. Right. And so I, I actually, I actually like the Riddler in this movie. Um, I love the actor who plays the Riddler in this movie. Oh, Paul Daniel, he's such a great actor. Yeah. I, I think the only thing that was weird for me, but... I can already see that going forward, he probably he won't have to do it. It was only part of the mystique in this first movie was the mask and the uh, the voice changer. That was the only thing. But again, going forward now, he doesn't have to hide his face. Everybody right. knows who he is. But uh, but that gripe is so small, and it doesn't take away from me liking the character at all because I get the reason why it was made that way. Um, I'm trying to think of anything I would change about him. Nothing. He was, again, like I said, he felt menacing and you knew that he was the villain. It wasn't a bait and switch type thing. There wasn't anybody in the background. It was literally him being the villain. The one thing I really liked about him is that I remember in the comics where even on the animated series too, the Riddler would set his plans up and stuff like that, right? And then Batman Uh would catch him but he couldn't fight back against Batman because physically he was he he was unable to fight against Batman. They were unable and, to, yeah. And they made it a point in this movie to yeah. where it's like the way he he attacked people and stuff like that and caught them off guard. Yeah. He had to plan ahead to do that stuff because he couldn't take on those people he was trying to take down. And he even yeah. said it at that one point. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, and it was cool how they worked that into the riddle and into the plot. And I was like, yeah. oh, that's genius. Yeah, and that sticks it, with his character because they, they, he never actually fought the Riddler yeah. <laughs> outside of the him dropping down a punch no one time in the face. I mean, because the the Riddler wasn't always made out to be just a brain guy. Which, again, I love the whole portrayal of because in real life he fits what the Riddler would look like for me. Yeah. Character wise, uh, I feel like they drew a lot of inspiration from new age, how these new age um, homegrown terrorists are. Yeah. He, he, and his workforce, I'm glad that he didn't have the normal type henchmen either. Like, he literally did, he reached out to people who was like-minded to him on the internet. Like, that to me, again, made it menacingly. Because he, like you said, he thought about it ahead. He has so many pieces in place, yet he knew how everything was going to go. 
right. You know what else? What, what else I like about his character is like the way the plot was set up, right? Mm-hmm. And it seemed like, well, no, no, it didn't seem like he. So the way he set set the plot up, it's like you have like a lot of people nowadays where it's like they're um <clears throat> uh like the QAnon believers and stuff like that. Yeah, I like how that's like you can see the like the 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 realism of it you know from like from that standpoint at the same point like even even the we'll go back to the chase scene uh where they were on the freeway driving oh that chase sequence and the way the cars were on the road and everything but if you compare that to like um a chase sequence in uh uh the 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 remember when batman was chasing the uh the uh uh chasing the joker in the dark knight Dark night, uh huh. Now you remember when they were driving? It was no cars in the road, nobody was around, and it was like, yeah. And then now I was like, that's not realistic at all in the city that size. Supposed to be like New York, right? Because they got because in Watch Call they kept showing a set of Madison Square Garden and said Gotham Square Garden. So it's like, so um, according to comic book canon and everything, um, Gotham City is in New Jersey. New Jersey. Yeah, okay. and Metropolis is located actually in New York. So Metropolis is New York, mm-hmm. and so, so Star City that's in California, right? Yes, I think that's what it is. Yeah, they're in Star City okay. in uh, California. Right. So right. Okay. But, but the, uh, the realism of it is what I was pointing out. Yeah, it, it just I have got to say. I've been watching movies for, I'm 32 when I really started. I'm going to estimate it at for 27 years I've been watching movies. That was the best chasing in a vehicle I have ever seen. I I can't disagree with you because I can't remember what I thought was another one that was compared to it. Exactly. That's the problem. Oh, baby what driver. Ch- baby driver. But but that's different though, because the whole movie is just one big, is a bunch of same ch- questions. So I would give you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I should say probably one off chasing in a vehicle. Or do you want to put in you know two chargers pulling a, a bank? Um, no. Uh, no. <laughs> no. That was. <laughs> That was not the best thing. No. <laughs> or uh, what? What was that? Uh, um, a, a Dodge ch- uh, Challenger going off the side of a cliff, attaching itself to a wooden bridge to swing itself around oh, no. <laughs> to, to the vine. To the ro- nope. 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 That was there in every single sequence from all those movies. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, like you said, it just felt real. The only thing that I have a problem with with that chase sequence, and this is just gonna be my little thing uh, that I asked about, is that I miss over the top Batmobiles. You I love like the Tumblr. No, I hated the Tumblr. The Tumblr was the worst one to me. It, what? it wasn't it, the Tumblr. It, no, it, it, Batman is supposed to be stealthy. The Tumblr was big, it was tanky, it literally took up the whole road, like, it did not feel like a Batman vehicle. Alright, so... But, the um, motorcycle that came from out of the Tumblr, I I thought that that was cool. Okay, that's what I was about to say. Because then they gave it to Catwoman in the last movie, and I was just like... "Mm." Yeah, (laughs) just the Tumblr, and then it flying like that, I hated it. I hated it. I... Oh no 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 no! Remember, it didn't. Or, so the tumbler didn't fly. He had a different thing that flew. Oh yeah, that's right. He had a different thing. He had a tumbler version too. Right. Because it was still big and it was bulky. <laughs> Michael Keaton, that Batmobile, one of the best Batmobiles ever. Val Kimmers, that Batmobile was sexy. George Clooney, that Batmobile was sexy. The tumbler, big, hunky. Don't want it. If this is a blind date, I'm leaving you at the table. I don't want nothing to do with you. Batlat, even his vehicle. I liked his vehicle because that felt like something Batman would create. 
I don't remember it was, what it, what it, his looked like. It was tactical. It was it was slim. It was almost let let's see. So I'm trying to see how to best describe it. It was sleek. It was uh thin. It was it was almost like a formula car. But it was it had a full body like the front of it the grill was almost like a formula car Man, I gotta look the, mach- the machinery that it had on it made it feel like a bat vehicle no it didn't feel like it was just something that you can go and rob the united states military for because that's all the tumbler was it was just something that was used by the united states military or whoever Bloody, they were building yeah yeah i don't remember the 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 Batmobile from uh, Affleck, but I do remember the uh, plane that he had, like in Justice yeah. League. That was yeah. great. I love that. Yeah, exactly. Again, felt like a Batman type thing to have. That felt like a Batman thing to have. You know what the coolest thing about the 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 one that he had in uh, the um, the Justice League movie was is uh, it reminded me of like when you would watch like. Uh, uh, Justice League Unlimited or whatever, when all the superheroes would be in the back one. With, yep. with him, yeah, and you're just like, but all y'all can fly. But no, I like that because of <laughs> I like that because of the fact that everybody else can fly. Them being on the outside flying through the air, think about all the wind that would be in their ear while they're trying to discuss their plans. Right, plan. right. It makes sense for them to be in the vehicle with Batman. Right. This Batmobile, even though, again, I, I'm saying that it doesn't make or break the movie for me, and it's not like I hated the scene because of it. No. His Batmobile was still cool, but what really got me excited is him revving the engine. Yeah, yeah. The sound that his Batmobile made was beautiful. It's, like you said, like, it was menacing. Like... <laughs> Yeah, it was menacing. When they introduced it into the movie, that scene, it was like they were all like they were so scared they didn't run away because <laughs> they were in shock. Like, what the heck? Like, what is that? Yeah, and then when it moved, no they were idea. like, "Okay, we gotta go now." Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, okay, talking about his technology in this movie, this feels like first year, second year Batman type uh, technology. It felt like it, it had its practical uses, but it still wasn't streamlined yet. Okay. Like his, uh, like his grappling hook. You see how long it took him to like actually fire it and everything. Like he still hasn't streamlined it into his combat yet. Right. Um, I I like the fact that he was prepared with a lot of things, but still, I like the fact that he got his ass beat in this movie. The henchman was actually hitting him. He was actually feeling the effects of things. Right, he got knocked out twice. Yeah, twice. Which again, it's for me builds up to him building his suits to be better and better. Not right. just starting off with it. Uh, at least the bulletproof. Uh, even though the uh, it was bulletproof, if you remember in the one scene with him put it on the shirt, he still had impact wounds on his chest. Yeah. yeah but we know in later Batman movies, he doesn't have the impact wounds. Right. And thank God. So thank God they didn't they didn't show a scene with him putting the suit on. And them yeah, oh come on! <laughs> Just give us a little bit of cooliness to his it. Nipples. <laughs> come on, bat ass, bat nips. <laughs> you, you don't. You mean to tell me that you don't miss bat ass, bat tits, and bat uh, and bat six packs? No, you, don't, don't. you don't miss that. I don't. But going back <laughs> to what you were saying, I the, the the one thing about his technology I thought was really cool was the contact lens. Yeah. Cause you always think like I'm like yeah How's he keeping track of a lot of that stuff And then when, yeah. they, when they show it I'm like oh that's genius the, he, Yes that, that was amazing to me Cause he can um, record his whole entire night Exactly And then go back and relook Because there's no way for him in real time To assess all that information That was a very practical thing To put in there That gives more nuance to Batman Right. It's not like he has Jarvis or Friday assessing on side of him like Tony. Yeah. 
but then I also like how in future, uh, you know, in, in the future, how Alfred is analyzing while he's on the move, looking at the stuff that was recorded. Yeah. So now let's jump to the plot. Yeah. How do you feel about the plot of the movie? Like, do you think that it was a good plot? It drove the story through, especially for it to be three hours long. Or do you think they could have cut some stuff down? I would actually have to watch it again to see what they could and what they should keep and cut out. I don't know um, anything they can take out. I, that's what I'm saying is that I would have to watch it again to see what I would go like, eh, no, they can cut this or whatever. I can say that this feels like one of the first Batman. I, I'm going to remove the... Um, pre-Nolan out of the way because those were meant to be can't be over the top movies this movie really felt like things were in danger I feel like it threw out Bell's things everything like you had a sense of safety with all of his movies but yeah, this one that's why I think that's why they went so extreme with the third one and I, I didn't like that. How the, the criminals took over the entire city. And then he had to yeah. have the whole police force help him. And I was like... But, but the thing about that is that that's what happened in the second one. He really didn't foil the Joker did. The people of Gotham did. And the criminals did because by not pressing the damn button. Right. But, yeah. <laughs> so again, he really... Going back and paying attention to those movies, he didn't... I, uh, what? The, the first one, Stopping the Train, I think... Uh, he, but wait, Gordon he didn't really stop the train. Didn't Gordon use the tumbler to break the, yeah. to destroy the train track? He told Gordon to go and then shoot the uh, the uh, the the pillars so that the train will fall down and be destroyed. Yeah, so he didn't do that. He didn't not stop the buttons from being pressed, and then I mean, I, I guess he flew the bomb out of the city and can somehow survive the blast even though if he was to be ejected the blast still should have caught him but no he put an autopilot obviously <laughs> but they said yeah but you they said that the autopilot didn't work though and then again when did he get out of it because we seen him hop in and fly there was no moment of him stopping Right. Nevertheless, when they got out of view, again, he dropped into the water at that last moment when he was out of view and we really couldn't see anything. Dude. Then the whole, but, the whole idea of that, of that, that took me back to uh, uh, Fast and Furious. The bomb. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But this movie, it felt like things were at stake because honestly, you know me, I'm, I'm very analytical. I had no idea where it was going. And then it really it where it really got me and where I was really upset, spoilers. He did not get there in enough time. That made me happy. Yeah. You know what they that that's one thing I noticed about DC, because they did what they destroy stuff and then we have to come back and look at the what they destroy like yeah. normally you see that with marvel because like marvel because they're called the avengers so i understood okay cool yeah. they're going to avenge because they they screwed up and they got to go fix themselves but the majority of the problems yeah. in marvel was caused by the superheroes in the first place but like yeah. on this like in the justice league the snyder cut spoiler yeah. alert uh they lost and if it wasn't for the flash yeah. they would have everything would have been wiped out would have been wiped out yeah yep and i think I, I i like that because in this movie the fact that he didn't get there in time and that stuff happened now at this point you have to deal with the fallout so batman yeah. has to deal with the fallout but at the same time he learned something from losing yeah and just look at how the city reacted to him even though he lost Really, because I I've got to be honest that that scene at the end I'm not gonna get that part away, but that scene at the end where you know you know what I'm talking about where he was, yeah he had to, he was saving yeah. people I'm just gonna put it like that that scene was really cool especially with the darkness and just the one color and then yeah. him and then when they panned up I thought that was cool that was cool yeah and that's and that's that, a that fitting was... ending for everything that we saw yeah. And then for me, that symbolized when the real Batman, he was not, 
the Batman in this movie. He was vengeance in this movie. Right. He did not become the Batman until that scene. Bruce Wayne was not reborn until he was with Alfred in that hospital. Right. You got a good point. He he was not Bruce at the beginning, nor was he Batman. He was nothing but vengeance or the shadow. And when, again, spoiler alert, during the uh, climactic battle, it was only until that Grant said, I am vengeance, that he really realized what he had to do and how he had to act about it. Right, because that, that totally, he understood. Because remember, even he said it in the movie. He said that, I've been doing this for, for two years and nothing's getting better. Better, yep. Because you had to change their approach. I like the fact that in this movie, Catwoman also helped him see his ways. Because he was brutal. But then it was something about her and her hatred that helped him see that, no, there's got to be a better way for this. Right. All right, well, that's, we're, we're drawing to a close on this because, you know, we always we always like what we see so much and we want so much to discuss. But we want to end it with this question. Now, you know how you have the, the, M, the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and everything's connected yeah. there. And you got yep. the, the, the DCU, the... Uh, the DC, you know, cinematic universe. DCEU. DC yeah, yeah. So my question is, with this movie, The Batman, how it, how it stands right now with you, and how they uh -huh. had that one scene at the end, you know, when, you know, when the Riddler's caught and who he was talking to. Yeah. So here's the question. Should they do sequels for The Batman? And should they introduce The Batman into the regular MCU, in, no, I'm sorry, DCEU, and have him just play Batman now and just move on. Okay, so yes to sequel, yes to introducing him, no to having him continue. I feel like, again, this is no spoiler. We know Flashpoint is happening. Right. Oh, Michael Keaton. Yeah. Like we, we know that Flashpoint is happening So we know that there's other Batmans out there Oh He can go to his We know that we he can go over to his World if he needed to Right right So do I feel like he should be With Urza no I still feel like Batlat should be with Urza I, I feel like I, Right now As it goes the MCU and the DCU, I mean DCEU, the great thing about them is that we know that multiverses exist for both of them. You can technically have as many Batmans at one time that you want. Because clearly, if Keaton is also going to be in Flashpoint, then that mean that Val Kimmer, George Clooney, and Bell are all part of are all real universes. That at any time, Urza can go there or any of the flashes because we seen Urza show up on the TV show. Right, right. Well, so that is it Isra? Is it Isra or Urza? I don't, I don't know. I've heard people Okay, fine then. For now on, let's call him Credence. Credence can go anywhere <laughs> he wants to go. Well, the reason why I asked that last question was because of this cuz this All right, I I don't Think, I, don't, I don't know if y'all gonna look at me as a, as a party pooper or not. I don't think that we should get a sequel to this Batman. Because I want to see other superhero movies. I don't want any more Superman movies. I don't want any more, you know, any, like the, the next, the Flash coming out, good. That, that we should get that. We should have gotten that before. The next yeah. Aquaman, I'm a little weary about that because I didn't like the first Aquaman. And Aquaman is my favorite, one of my favorite DC characters. I don't like Amber Heard, but man, she can suck a fart. I don't. I can't stand her. She can't act. She might accuse you of rape first. I'm. I'm sorry. That was a. So, oh yeah, because she's a. Fart. She's a liar. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Now we on that subject. At first, nope. I was mad. Ain't got the time. You don't got the time. No, I can keep this real short. 
At first, okay. I was mad that they were taking uh, Johnny Depp out of the uh, uh, Secrets of Dumbledore, right? Yeah. Yeah. But then when I saw who they got playing him, I was just like, okay. I'm not mad because <laughs> he's still a great actor. Right. I was just like, I, I, okay, all right. I, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll just shut up. I guess I don't know. I mean, because that's not to me. That's him being in there. I think it might make the movie better. I mean, because he's menacing. Yeah. <laughs> he is. Cause you know when he played the villain in the uh, Casino Royale, Casino Royale, yeah. he didn't do anything in that movie. But it was like, dude, when he's on the screen, you're just like, man, it's something about this man. I don't. Yeah. <sighs> but anyway, I want us to get more superhero movies from them. Like we gotten so much from Marvel that I want DC, and I'm not even a DC fan, but I want DC to step their game up. You know, yeah. Leave the directors alone. Leave the writers alone. Let them do their thing. Because when we leave them alone, we get some good stuff. Peacemaker good stuff. was actually pretty good. Yeah. The last I have not Suicide checked Squad. it out yet. But I will go check it out. Check it out. The last Suicide Squad was good. The mm-hmm. Batman, we just saw it. It was good. So mm-hmm. don't inter- interfere with them. The, uh, the, matter of fact, Dad's about to watch the uh, four-hour Snyder Cut. Oh, wow. I'm going to have to ask him how he likes that. Yeah, we were talking about it the other night. He said he's about to watch it. Is he gonna watch the Justice is Blind one where it's all in black and white, or is he just gonna watch the? <laughs> no, it, it says something about the gray cut or something like that. Yeah, that's the, that's the Justice is Blind version, right? I haven't seen that one, so I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I'm saying I think they called the gray, the black and white one, Justice is Blind. Wait, it's it's totally in black and white. Yes, the whole movie is in black and white. All right, so when we get done with this, call Dad and tell him that, because I didn't know that. Okay. <laughs> but all in all, you said you give it a pass. I give it a pass. I thought it was was a good movie, and I recommend anyone who haven't had a chance to see it if we didn't ruin it for you by having spoilers in there. But it didn't, because there's way more going on in the movie than what we just spoiled here. Yeah. And you know what? I feel like uh, in April... When the movie does go to HBO Max, let's rewatch it, revisit it, and then have a, a breakdown of the movie. As a matter of fact, now you said that, I'm gonna end it with this: we need to rewatch the last uh, Star Wars movie. I sure will. Because I, I I remember us. I think we were like really excited about the movie and stuff like that. But it was things that I said in that podcast that I totally do not agree with anymore. <laughs> All right. Then that sounds like we know what we're doing next time. All well, right, guys, right. we are out of time. This has been Around the Town with Charlie Brown and his co host, Detai. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Like and smash that like button on uh, on the tube of you on YouTube and follow us wherever you can. If Carly, you, it's been a pleasure. If you can pick up what I'm putting down around the town, Charlie Brown. And then how Batman sound like that? No? That's not it. Well, he had the better of Batman voices. We didn't get, I'm the bird that rounds the kids. We, 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 we didn't get that type of thing in this movie. But I'm glad. You can pick up what I'm putting down around the top. Charlie Brown. <laughs> Ta-ta. Yes, we, we did it. <laughs>